Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and you know, looks like spring has come coming to Southwest Virginia, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's been here once and left, and it's coming back now, um, permanently, I think. We, uh, in the mid-60s today, and um, sunshine, and, you know, frisky fish, so hopefully we're, you know, just getting started. Yeah, so, you know, wind down the musky season, probably got a little bit of that left, but then it's really all about pre-spawn smallmouth, right? Yeah, yeah, we still have... You know, on most of the rivers, we still have, you know, mid 40 degree water temperatures that are creeping up maybe to high 40s in the afternoons. Um, but we've got consistently kind of lows overnight around, you know, high 30s, you know, 40s. And uh, so I, I think we've probably, you know, for guys wanting to musky fish, it's probably another week left. Um, I tend to shut it down completely regardless by like the first of spring. Um, but I've got a couple left that we're going to squeak in, um, cause we've got the good water temps and, um, yeah. And then we'll be on the smallmouth train for eight or nine more months after that. Yeah. And so, you know, what should folks expect to see if they want to get out and try to chase some pre-spawn smallies? Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody's, just kind of popping out a winter at the moment you know i i really consider the uh you know really consider pre-spawn to probably start in the 46 to 48 degree range um you know as things are warming up and approaching 50 degrees and so they're still going to be you know near their wintertime habitat and just kind of starting to spread out a little bit so you know, instead of being in the really specific spots that they spent the last several months in, you know, they'll start to spread out a little bit. Um, still probably going to need to fish pretty slow, um, close to the bottom or on the bottom. And, uh, um, you know, don't expect big numbers this time of year. You know, this, this is the time of year for, you know, bigger average size trophy, you know, heavy, you know, winter pre-spawn fish. Um, but you know, you're probably not going to hit any big numbers this time of year. So I would say, you know, in general, look for, you know, slower, deeper water, um, kind of adjacent to, to areas that they can kind of transition into spawning habitat in and just start fishing, you know, sort of finesse kind of crayfish stuff close to the bottom and real slow and see what happens. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, you like to fish your crayfish on a floating line, right? I do, yeah. Um, that might make me different than than uh, others, but that's that's my preference, especially in um especially in, in our shallow rivers. Yeah. And I would say too, I would imagine, you know, as the things are warming up, I mean you're probably just starting to get really good spring hatches on the trout front too, right? Yeah, uh, any day now I'd expect to see, uh, well, any day now if I was out trout fishing, so smallmouth fishing, um, I'd expect to see Quill Gordon popping off. Um, probably not, you know, we're recording on a Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, and we're supposed to see 
anywhere from a quarter to a half an inch of rain and clouds all day. Those are not the days we tend to see those bugs. They tend to be real nice days like we'll have later this week that are, you know, warm and, um, you know, sunshiny and just real pleasant to be out. So back in those days, you know, mid to late March can really be some of the best, uh, best trout fishing, you know, coming out of winter into spring. Yeah. And the great thing is those bugs are pretty big too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not tiny. You know, you're looking at like a, a 12 or a 14 dry. And then, you know, I do about the same as an, as a nymph, usually something somewhat generic, but dark bodied, like a pheasant tail. Um, and, uh, you know, do a fair amount of, of dry fly fishing in the afternoon. If we see the bugs being pretty active and fish coming up, but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of spring hatches, you're still going to catch more fish on the nymphs than the, the dry fly. So just knowing that those bugs, you know, are starting to get active and should be coming off any time now, you can kind of start shifting your, your nymph selection in that direction a little bit and start picking up a lot more fish. Yeah, and soft tackles won't hurt you either. No, not at all. That's a great point. Yeah. And so we've got a great question for you. It's kind of interesting. The guy's um, uh, avatar is like the mammoth. And uh, he apparently has moved from Jackson Hole to Southwest Virginia, been an angler for the last 10 years. And he's new to the region and kind of wanted to get your feel for what he should expect, you know, in terms of differences in pattern and presentation for trout. But then also uh, he brought his clackacraft east and wanted to know good places to uh to use it because he sees a lot of rafts on the river in southwest virginia yeah i'll i'll kind of tackle the, the latter part of that question first um you know as, as far as trout fishing goes i mean you, you can you can get away with the drift boat on most of our smallmouth rivers if they're full um which they will be this spring and then as long as you're aware of you know the the various you know, water features like on the new, we've got, you know, several class three, um, pushing class four waterfalls and, and ledge systems. So some of those, I wouldn't be too keen on taking a, a drift boat through, but, uh, um, you know, as long as you know where those are, uh, you should be fine on the James and the new. And then, um, as far as trash streams go, I mean, we really don't have very many big, floatable trout streams we have the jackson river in western virginia that is floatable with a drift boat um with certain flows and then depending on where you are in southwest virginia you know the south olsen and Watauga tailwaters in tennessee aren't too far away and those are definitely floatable on a drift boat so those you know from a trout fishing standpoint would be my you know top recommendations but you do see a lot of rafts in this area of the country just because, you know, we do have low summertime flows pretty regularly, um, very rocky, you know, relatively ledgy, high gradient rivers. And, uh, you know, raft is just a little bit more conservative and allows you to go a little bit further. Um, and then in terms of, of uh, you know, differences, I'm not sure I'm 100% qualified to compare our fishery to one that I'm not super familiar with, but, um, you know, I would say, I would say on average, you know, we may not have the, 
the, the dry fly hatches like folks out west are used to um, for the uh, and, and maybe not even the, the density of, of trout in our streams, you know, particularly our small streams, you know, brook trout streams um, tend to be relatively infertile. Um, some of them have a lot of fish in them, but, you know, some of them, particularly in the far southwestern portion of the state, you know, you might have a couple of fish in a really good pool and that's it. And so, um, you know, I, I would say maybe in general, um, you might consider fishing a little bit faster if you're on foot. Um, and then just, you know, picking, you know, we have, we have a, a stone flies, um, and, you know, caddis, caddis larva, those kinds of things are in almost every trout stream that we have and they'll almost always catch fish. So I would say, you know, just as a starting point to kind of, kind of fill a box with some of those, you know, anytime, all purpose kind of nymphs and then just, you know, find fish. And then, you know, as you, as you spend time on different pieces of water, you'll kind of pick up on, you know, certain insect life cycle events that are important to different streams and um, specific insects that might be heavier on some than others. But that, that's, that's about all I feel like I'm qualified to say in comparison. Yeah. And I would say, you know, I mean, the only thing I could possibly add to that would be that, you know, you probably would see the most similarities in our tailwaters, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, most tailwaters are pretty similar. They're going to be really heavy on things like midges and, crane fly larva and and black fly larva and um you know then you may have you know for instance the south holston has a really prolific sulfur hatch in the summertime you know you'll have big numbers of bugs and uh you know certainly more so than on, on most of our trout streams yeah and you know folks we love questions on the articulate fly you can email them to us you can drop them in the comments on our social media posts on facebook or instagram or dm us uh, on Facebook or Instagram. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. And we want to draw for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And, you know, Matt, like we always do, we're always interested in what you're writing for the rural Virginian this week. Yeah. So, uh, interestingly, I, I have similar articles coming out in the, the newspaper and on the, uh, the DWR blog that they put out you know, every, every month this week, um, both of them are on vernal pools, uh, which are sort of ephemeral, um, you know, ponds or puddles, you know, of water that, that fill up in the spring and tend to be dry in the summer and fall. But they're, uh, they're an important focal point for a lot of amphibian life cycles. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, things started getting a little bit warm. Um, we started to see some of those warm spring rains. We start to see critters like uh, like wood frogs and spring peepers and spotted salamanders all move in towards these vernal pools. So, uh, got two articles on that coming out this week. Uh, well, very cool. I will drop links to those in the show notes. And, you know, I know you're pretty booked up for pre-spawn smallmouth, but you want to let folks know... Uh, what you got for the summer if they want to come and sort of sweat in Southwest Virginia, you say it's not as hot as central Virginia. <laughs> so I'll take your word yeah. for that. But, uh, I suspect you've got some slots deeper into the summer. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a couple days left in, in May and June and then, you know, really looking at summertime at this point. 
Um, but, you know, 30-year prime, top water, summer, you know, visual kind of fishing is, is still pretty wide open. So I've got maybe a dozen or two days booked across those, those three months at this point, but a lot of, a lot of good days still open. So if that's what you're interested in, um, we'll get you set up. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin.